0: So today's episode is a little more unplanned than normal. Uh, while I am getting around for work, I thought I would come up with a substitute episode for my original plan, which is going to be aired on next Friday. And I went over what my kind of what my dream game was. My original plan for a dream game and hopes for last week on the episode about Jump Force. And I want to talk a bit more about what could possibly be an even better game for my dream game. And that would be probably yet another Dragon Ball game. Now, I don't want it to be like the games that have come out previously. I want it to be a bit different. And... by that by that I don't want it to retread old ground that has been done a million times over and I want it to allow for more creativity so my idea and it was an idea I had when I was a bit younger so I'm sure some of the game mechanics have appeared before but what I'm thinking is what I'm thinking is is that Bethesda makes Dragon Ball. Bethesda or But another team that is well known for making big open worlds. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be just another combat fighting game. I'd like it to be kind of similar to the Dragon Ball Kakarot game. In which, you know, it's, it's the fir- one of the first JRPG Dragon Ball games. And, uh... <coughs> I want you to be able to completely create a character. Choose your race. You know... Slowly discover new powers as you go. And I want it to be where you start as not very strong, not being able to compete with any of the characters at the start of Dragon Ball Z, more like Goku's strength level at the start of Dragon Ball. I don't even necessarily want well-known Dragon Ball Z characters to appear in it. I don't want that. I want it to be using races, themes, planets, abilities that have appeared. But I don't want characters. I don't I don't want them retreading ground as little as possible. We've already had similar to that in Xenoverse, where it was just going back in the fights and making sure they happen the way they're supposed to happen in the manga and show. And with Starfield having come out, I have hope that it's a game that could happen again because we've already Bethesda's already done a game where they've gone planet hopping with your character. No, it'll probably never happen. Bandai's basically got that license locked down; game, but. I like the idea of it. And even if it's not necessarily a Dragon Ball Z game, there's ways of making games like that. Now, I understand probably getting the flying mechanics down might be a bit harder than than liked. That's part of why they really haven't made a good Superman game yet. but that's why Bethesda would just work alongside Bandai Bandai because they've been doing flying mechanics for a a long time for the Dragon Ball games now they could always do a not Mm multi-planet Have just a super large map similar to Skyrim in that it takes a while to get from one end to the other, even with flying. Because obviously, you you know you're gonna have to have flying in the game. Characters are gonna have to be able to run fast because that's something that appears in the show. And uh I just feel like it would be neat. And adding the mechanic of being able to use weapons, which is a downfall, downfall of a lot of Dragon Ball games where they let you make a character, or any anime games where they let you make a character, they tend to not really let you use weapons. And, and it would just be nice to see that change to where you can use weapons and I personally wouldn't have them have do any extra damage I would have them just be a change of style in combat personally Now, the area where I feel like Bethesda would end up falling down would probably be the transformations. I feel like the transformations would, uh, it would probably keep things from running smoothly because, you know, Bethesda's games tend to be buggy. Uh, Another probable downfall is the fact that Bethesda tends to make first-person games that you can optionally play in third-person. And I feel like there's a possibility that doing Dragon Ball Z in first-person might not translate very well, especially when people prefer to... See their created character do the transformations. Now, uh, another thing that I was thinking is that your created race, your created character could start on the planet that your race is from. which would make uh, quite a bit of sense, but at the same time it's something a bit different than I've seen Bethesda do because they tend to start the character off no matter what the race is in the same situation. That being said, I think it would be a smart move. Another possibility, uh, instead of it being an alternate universe, which we know alternate universes are a thing, alternate timelines, it could be past events. It could take place well before the events of Dragon Ball Z with similar types of characters. But, that would, that would take quite a bit of planning, and I know by the time, if anyone decides to do a game like this, by the time it comes out, I'm probably going to be whew, quite a bit older than I am now, especially with how long it takes games to be made these days. But, that idea, that formula, could work for any, any anime inspired game in my opinion. It plug and play. But I I would like to see a Dragon Ball game like that. There it's one of the the gaming series that I have the most. with even if I can't necessarily go back and watch the anime like I used to after playing the game so much I can't appreciate the show the way I used to that being said on another note I will list my two favorite Dragon Ball games before I end this podcast here in a minute because this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode with it being done last minute, the original plans being postponed because of life schedules. But, <coughs> excuse me, at the top, the, the, my favorite is Dragon Ball Raging Blast 2. Now, the first game. Didn't really enjoy the graphics on it. It kind of felt block compared to the Budokai Tenkaishi games. But the customization of your the abilities and, and all that of your characters. And Raging Blast 2, I enjoyed. I enjoyed... Uh, the fact that it's the first appearance of person-only appearance of Super Saiyan three Vegeta, which after reading the Super manga because I couldn't get into the Super anime yet because they retread or rewrite the uh, the two movies that preceded the Super anime. Vegeta pretty much says that he's able to go Super Saiyan 3. He just chooses not to because it's too much of a strain on the body. Which, <laughs> I know a lot of fans want to see that, but he's got a point. It's it's definitely too strenuous of a transformation. But it was cool to look at and play as in the game. Um, it's unfortunate that it doesn't appear in other games. After that... <coughs> after that is uh, Kakarot. And I'm sure a lot of people are that actually end up listening to this episode would be confused and why I didn't put in the Budokai Tenkaichi games in this list. And, I mean, they're up there. They're definitely in the top five... The, the first and second one are definitely in the top five. The ultimate think is nowhere near the top. Well, the first and second one are definitely up there. I just, uh, prefer those two games. I'm more of an RPG guy, so that's why Kakarot's up there. I like being able to fly around, and, you know, power up, and slowly grinding to the power levels I needed to do the boss fights. The only reason Kakarot isn't so higher up because, is because of nostalgia value. Because Kakarot is the only Dragon Ball Z games where fighting the enemies that the characters struggled against in the show actually felt like a struggle to do. <laughs> up until I got... Super Saiyan, every single boss fight in that game, I... I had to do multiple times. Raditz... Raditz made me stop playing the game for a while. Because of how hard he was. How much of a difficulty spike he is. Compared to just the enemies floating around. I fought Raditz a good 40 times before I finally beat him. And... I know that's partially because I'm not that good of a gamer. I'm about average. But I enjoyed it. <coughs> and I'm thinking this week that I'm going to buy the, the Season Pass 2 of Cacturot and go play it again. Play those uh, three DLC stories that they just added. It's going to cost me around 40 bucks to do that. But if I do do it, I will... Uh, let you guys know. If not, I plan on playing Jedi Survivor all Sunday, possibly Saturday, if I don't get the overtime I signed up for. And with that, I'm going to be ending this episode of the podcast. And I hope that everyone has a wonderful Friday and that you're kind to others and that That the weather just stays consistent because where I'm at here in Ohio, a couple days ago it was 70. Yesterday it got down to like 19 degrees. And that is just not fun for my system. But I'm enjoying doing this podcast for you guys. I like having the creative outlet. Even if it is basically me just rambling to myself a lot. I can't wait to talk to you guys again next time. Have a wonderful weekend.